episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the beast. Back from Toronto. Back from Toronto. See, we have your tour shirt on. Yes. I have the same one. And I'm barely alive. Yeah. You will hear it in my voice. You also have I, your Leafs hat on. That I have my Leafs hat on. Anything to do with the Toronto trip, or is that just a coincidence? Yeah, I can't believe we're recording right now. I feel like it's just been maiden for so many days. And I, I don't like. I don't know where we are on the podcast in my mind. Like, I just, I'm just gonna throw up on the on the microphone today. All kinds of things. Oh, about that's fine. Where I'm at. I know we did. Uh, that was mind blowing. So I had the. I was gone to Toronto yeah. for ten days. Yeah. Um, two maiden shows. Um, you know, yeah. I had a, a trip to Niagara Falls in there with the family too. Yeah. But. Uh, I know I'm all thrown off, and then back, and I just got back to work. Yeah. And I had like ten days where I was like I couldn't even remember what day it was. was yeah, and we, yeah, we've been back what for two days now. So we saw yeah. Maiden like a couple of nights ago. Yeah. So this is midweek, and when yeah. when everyone's hearing this is Friday. Right. So this will be out in two yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So wow. Okay. Yeah. And we haven't really talked about the Maiden show since those like, nights. The night of, those nights, because uh, I kind of came home and you came home, and then this is yeah. the first time we've really gotten together to discuss it. Yeah, me, the horrible Facebook social media manager, I did do a few live posts, uh, first time I ever did them, right. just for a bit of fun, yeah. and also to get my initial impressions out there, and I kind of did it just as a record, and I and I wrote a few things down, because, you know, there's the immediate reaction, and there's your long-term reaction, yeah. and I just wanted to kind of feel where I was at with the two of them, yeah. and man, what, a, oh man, it's amazing. Like, it was I'm, great. I'm so pumped, like, it's it's funny, because now we got to go through them critically. It was such an awesome weekend, wasn't it? It was a great weekend. It was yeah. a great week. Yeah. Well, the whole week was awesome. There was, like, the two Maiden shows. Tool had a new single out. Listen to that on the train down to Niagara Falls and back. That's right. Uh, Browns won their first preseason game against the Redskins. I watched that on my phone while we were on the train. Nice. Um, it was just, like, an awesome Manchester weekend. United won their opener against Chelsea. Well, there you go. Yeah. Everything's coming up. Everything's Josh coming up. I know. <laughs> I know. All the least pro- prospects that aren't signed are, are on the highest ranking lists, which makes my life pain, but I'm not getting into that. Another thing that happened. Yeah. And so normally we get into a beer right away. Yes. I'm going to play a clip before we get into the beer. Okay. So this is a clip that a listener left for us a while back, but I'm going to play it now. Hi, Josh Nesbitt. It's James Leeson here calling in from Highclere in England. Uh, Nesbitt, we talked on Twitter message a couple of weeks ago. It's 3rd of August, Saturday, 3rd of August. Today, I'm flying from London to Toronto, two weeks in Canada, visiting friends and family. In my case, there are four bottles of Sun and Steel that will be be shipping from a post office in the Guelph area in the next few days. So guys, look look out for that glassware package. Anyway, I have a story as well. 2003, Dance of Death tour. I saw the guys at uh, the NEC. That evening, I treated myself to uh, their Crown Plaza, which is the hotel within the complex in the NEC. You know, couldn't really afford it at the time, but, you know, I was seeing my boys. So anyway, I was in the bar having a burger, having a beer. Who walks in? Steve Harris and family. At the time, there would have been, I don't know, maybe a dozen of us in there. He sits down at the table with his family had a nice meal obviously this was before smartphones right so um but the crowd started to build and build and build and do you know what's beautiful about it guys was i don't know it's a combination of a british thing or whether it's a maiden thing because he sat there with his family nobody went over to him nobody interrupted him they respected his space that he was with his family but he and he could sense that right and it was a special moment they finished the meals he stood up with his family guess what the place erupted and it was a magical, magical moment. There would have been about 100, 150 people by the time they walked out. Anyway, it was a great gig. And you know what, guys? Dance of Death wasn't too bad a track. Anyway, 
enjoy your sun and steel. Um, it's a thank you from me for your wonderful work. Um, and up the irons and down the hops. So he sent these a few days ago. Yeah. And he messaged me on Twitter and told me they're in the mail. I got home from work today. We're recording this now in the evening. Well, on my way home from work today, I checked the mailbox and there's the package. So we got, I got two bottles here. I got oh, the other two in the fridge. I'll give you one. Trooper Sun and Steel Sake Lager by Iron Maiden. So it's uh, Sun and Steel's a double fermented pilsner infused with sake to produce a crisp, refreshing taste with a flash of fruit. So in England, you can get these all over the place, or in I think in Europe. I don't think you can get these in Canada yet, and I know for a fact you can't get them here. Uh, we're probably like going to be six months before we see these over here. Uh, when we were in awesome. Toronto, I looked all over and I couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah. So I'm super excited to try the Sun and Steel. I remember we kind of talked about this and the cool label when they first came out. Yeah, and this is done by Robinson, eh? Yeah. That's awesome. So if you're yeah. a European listener, which we most of our listeners are, well, half of them are European. Yeah. This probably isn't a big deal, but like to us, this is a huge, huge deal. Yeah. That's so a... James Leeson, you rock. This yeah. Is awesome. Hall of Fame move. Hold on, now I still got to play the clip. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Hall of Fame for James. And we're opening it with our bottle openers from opener. Robinson, yeah. Um, yeah, we got those from the Robinson Brewery Tour back. We got them on the t- brewery. The tour. Yeah. You know what? I don't say this often, but this is a beer bottle I think I'll keep. It's gorgeous. I'm keeping this one, too. Mm. That smells cool. Oh, that's lovely. That's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really different. Good flavor. It's crisp like a Pilsner. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I've been drinking all the bottle. I'm going to pour some It tastes to me like a full body lager. Yeah, but it has some kind of different taste to it. Oh, man, that's lovely. I think it's the best beer they've done. That This and the red and the black. Yeah. Oh, the Hallowood was really good, too. That was a great story, too. Yeah, that was a cool yeah. story. So, the fact that you get to see Steve sitting there with his family. I and mean, no one bugged him, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's a very Newfoundland think, thing, too. Yeah, I think here... Yeah. Well, I remember when Pearl Jam was here. Remember, like, that was, like, mm. 10 years ago? 12 years yeah. ago? I can't remember the year it was. And Jeff Ament and mm. the guys were, like, walking around downtown, and no one was really bugging him. Yeah. Because I remember seeing them walking past and being like, yeah. God, there's guys from Pearl Jam. And Stone yeah. Gothard, I remember walking. I saw. I was walking like past them on the sidewalk, and I was like a huge Pearl Jam fan at the time. I still am, but back then mm. I was like huge into Pearl Jam. And he was walking right at me, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And I was like, yeah. "I was like, should I make eye contact? I'm just gonna leave him alone." And then he stopped me and asked me about my dog. Yeah, because Giggs. Yeah. Yeah, because I had a dog named Giggs who was a Puli, P-U-L-I. Yeah. It's one of those dogs that looks like you know the Redlock. Yeah, dogs. and the so hilarious. He stopped me and asked yeah. me about it, and then I was like, "Oh, look!" And he walked. And I was also like, "Oh yeah, he's a pool." I didn't mention anything, and then he walked away, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was just talking to Stone Gossard. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. And funny thing about your dog Giggs, who I loved as well. Right. And I lived in Manchester at the time, and Giggs Ryan Giggs is right. like a legend. So Giggsy is is a big. You know, he's right. he's one of the probably the most loved United. One of them. Yeah. You know, next to well, probably I put him up towards Sir Bobby Charlton. I mean, he's hugely loved. <laughs> I have no idea who Bobby. No. Charlton so is. anyway, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he. Um, yeah. Oh, that was a great dog. A great, great dog. Yeah, and a, a great, great beer. beer. Yeah, oh God, and a great story. Remember when yeah. uh, after my dog Giggs died, yeah. we uh, took him up to the cabin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Josh got loaded, and like uh, <laughs> we're just sitting around talking about my dog drinking beer. Yeah, dug a big hole and buried him up. In the yeah. up. But I remember we were digging the hole, and like we dug was, a hole, and then it was we tough hit. going. Yeah, it was. It was rough. <laughs> well, we got we got it just even though. Yeah. The funny thing is, he's buried right right next to Malcolm, yeah. who was my. Uh, other dog. Yeah. 
when me and my wife were burying Malcolm. Yeah. We were digging a hole up at the cabin. And uh, we're digging, and she, like, hit something with the shovel. And she's like, what is this? What is this? And she, anyway, she hit her old dog from high school that was also buried up in the cabin 10 <laughs> no. years earlier. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's, like, a mass grave with three dogs in it up in my cabin. <laughs> oh, my God. You have a pet cemetery yeah. <laughs> at your cabin. I love it. I thought that was funny. Anyway, this beer is delicious. This beer is amazing. If we can get this here, I'm going to buy, like, a ton of it. Because I bought a mm. bunch of red and blacks. I bought a bunch of Hallowit. I have, like, two Hallowits left. Yeah. And I got a bunch of Trooper up there because they re-brought Trooper in. Because the Maiden beers, they show up here in the liquor store. They sell out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, they do. And then you don't see them again for like two years. Yeah. Like the Hollywood never came back. The no, Trooper and the red and the black finally came back when it was years later. Yeah, and I got the red and black. You got one over there yep. behind you. I just uh, There was only uh, two at the liquor store. Yeah. And I bought the two of them. Yeah, because uh, you won't see right that again the, for yeah. like, probably a year. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've already covered it on the podcast, but we'll have one as like a second beer on the podcast. Yeah. But uh, the other one I drank in the prep for the concert. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> Very good beer. But uh, James Leeson. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Here's to you. Hall of Fame listener. Love it. Veteran move. This is delicious. Yeah, I'm definitely keeping this label. I'm cool. keeping it. Beauty. Beauty. I'm going to have it on top up here on the old glass. Some flavor in there. So the Sun and Steel, I'll add that one to oh. the Talking Maiden. Dot com, dot slash, com slash beers. beers. Yeah. So the shows, wow, oh, man, so Toronto. much to talk about. I don't know how we're going to get through this in an hour. Start by, I'm going to start by saying, yes, we ran into a bunch of listeners. Yes, thanks for all the beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I paid for a pre-concert beer like the whole time we were there. It was awesome. Yeah, people, yeah, bought us a bunch of beers. Um, I did the same with you. I kind of dropped the ball on like the social media and the emails and stuff when I was there because I was on vacation. Mm. I only had my phone, and I wasn't around a computer. But I know the first night, after the first night, I kind of went on my email. And I yeah. saw I had a few emails there from people asking us where we were going to be. I actually did the, the opposite of what you do. You you keep in touch with it all the time. I'm like a submarine. And then at the concert time, I'm like all over social media like uh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I was like Facebooking and messaging people. And I yeah. caught up on everything. I had some great Facebook messages, which we'll cover uh, in, a, in an episode soon. But yeah. I had some great conversation, great suggestions from some people. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll get into that. But, there's, yeah, there's a few people. So I had my daughter at the Friday night show. Yeah. So I was kind of not, you know, I was, well, I actually ended up drinking quite a few beer, but I was half oh, sensible. Yeah. But, uh, and that's kind of why I wasn't, like, on my phone trying to meet up with people because I was kind of, like, I was kind of worried she was going to run out of steam. Yeah. So I was kind of, like, making sure she had, like, whatever snacks she wanted and, you know, I didn't want, it's a two-hour two concert, basically. Yeah. And you're there, you know, 45 minutes earlier and then you're, like, an hour trying to get out of there. Yeah, and I was kind of, and her bedtime's like three hours before the concert's over. Yeah, but so she I was, was kind of worried she was going to run out of uh, steam. P- pun intended. She was a trooper, though. Oh, like, she right. was literally. So the first yeah. Friday, I went out and met up with you and yeah. your girlfriend, and we had a few pints. Yeah, downtown Toronto, and then we went back to pick up my daughter, and we're going to all go down together with yeah. my two brother-in-laws down to the show. And we showed up, and I was, like, looking for my daughter, and my wife's like, she's downstairs asleep. She had lunch, and <laughs> yeah. then she was so worried about being tired for the concert, she put her pajamas back on and went downstairs and, like, went to sleep for, like, three hours. So I went downstairs and woke her up, and she got up, put her Iron Maiden shirt on, and came upstairs, and yeah. she was like, oh, you told me I might be tired, so I had took a long nap. nap. Yeah. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's a good... Uh, Oh man, the that's jeans that you're like thinking ahead and prepping for Iron Maiden. Oh man, that's that's a, that's a mature young woman there. Yeah, and she so was super eight, into but it. But she was, uh, yeah, yeah, she had a great time, and she loves it, and she knew it was important yeah. to you. I'll kind of get into that now in a bit, but yeah, the first thing I want to talk about the venue, the Budweiser yeah. stage. 
Yeah. Awesome, awesome place to see a show. Yeah, and we haven't talked about this stuff either, so nope. we're just bringing this out on the air. It was awesome. I was nervous. Remember when we saw the Book of Souls tour? And remember we went to the Air Canada Center, which is the home of my beloved Leafs? Yep. Well, it was the Air Canada Center, now it's the Scotiabank Center. Yep. But remember the sound wasn't perfect? And remember, I had thought going to this, I remember you saying when we got the tickets, it was outdoors. But in my head, I was like, we're going back to ACC. I hope that the sound right. Yeah. And then when we were going outdoors, we went all the way down Lakeshore. And I was like, what the hell is this going to be? And, and we were like, we're a little nervous about rain. Right. And we were like, no, we're it's covered. it's an outdoor amphitheater yeah. on this island, like off, not off the coast, but just kind of like off of yeah. downtown Toronto. Yeah, it's just a little headway over. It's yeah, just like it's a, a, right yeah, there. Yeah. But, it, but man, I was floored at how good yeah. it was and it made me immediately like you know glass is always half empty sometimes it made me go like why isn't every concert here yeah it was amazing and it was toronto in the summer and it was warm but it wasn't too hot yeah and we just walked in there's no lineups or anything we walked no. got right through security no problem yeah i mean there was like stalls everywhere for like concessions and beer and no lineup for beer no yeah. lineup for food the bathrooms didn't even have lineups. Yes. It was just like, it was awesome. Yeah. I'm going to get my ode to Toronto now, because this is a funny one as a Newfoundlander. I have a real close connection with Toronto's least fan. I went to university outside there. But like Canadians love to rip Toronto. But Toronto is, you know, like the center of Canada in a lot of ways. It's yeah. the biggest population. It's our, it's not the capital of Canada. That's Ottawa, but no one really believes that. <laughs> like <laughs> Toronto is, is the heart of Canada. Yeah. It's huge. And it keeps increasing in size. And there's lineups everywhere and everywhere only because it's such an awesome city. It's so big. And, yeah. you know, we suck at planning infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. That's the two reasons. <laughs> but, like, everywhere you go, every venue, like, you, everywhere there can be lineups. But it was seamless, especially that first night. Yeah. And where we went there and we just flowed in. And, yeah, I got to say, like, my, my immediate impression was the prices in the in the venue were insane. But yeah. the whole experience was unreal. Yeah. 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 Beers were expensive. The beers were thirteen dollars yeah. a can. Now, that's the high-end craft beers. Yeah. Now that's a full six hundred mil, right? High-end like craft almost beer. Almost two cans of beer, but still, well, you know, I thought I, I, even now I look back on it, that's not too crazy. And some of them are eleven. Yeah. Like I'm so. drinking a I'm drinking a Mill Street IPA. I mean, they cost four dollars at the liquor store. Yeah. A pint of it costs nine dollars in a bar. I'm paying thirteen in a venue. I it's got two bad in my when hands. You put it that way. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's four extra bucks. Yeah. Now a fifty-five dollar shirt, yeah, which which true. which last year was forty-five, right? That which to we me both is, bought the same one. The Eddie we still riding the the Canadian bear with the Canadian flag, which I'm wearing now, which, which is one wearing, of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's I awesome. also broke my rules and bought a bootleg T-shirt, which I said I wasn't going to do, and we mm. did it because I was leaving. When you leave the venue, yeah. there's guys everywhere. With yeah. these, like, maiden shirts, 20 bucks, maiden shirts, 20 bucks, maiden shirts, 20 bucks. And I was like, I'm not buying a maiden shirt. And, like, finally, like, the fifth or sixth guy was, like, kind of bugging us. Like, hey, maiden shirt, maiden shirt, 20 bucks. And I was like, not unless you got children's sizes. And he yeah. reaches in his bag and pulls out a children's size one that fits yeah. my daughter. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can't buy children's size maiden gear, so. Yeah. And now, so now she has a little kid-sized maiden shirt. Exactly. And it's, it's gonna, she's going to wear it and yep. promote maiden That's and true. ruin it in the mud. So yeah. I don't think I don't think our maiden are going to be. All our shirts are legitimate. <laughs> yeah. We're not promoting buying that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you can see it. Like I, I thought I was very surprised because I started yeah. said, unless you have a kid's size, expecting that to like make him go away. Mm. But he had all the kid's sizes. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's a it's a funny dynamic because at fifty five dollars a shirt, you know what? There's a lot of people like you know, uh, I don't burn hundred dollar bills. I do all right, but I mean, I'm not I'm like yeah. fifty five dollars for a shirt is something you think about. Well, people right? are like, I know we're complaining about the shirts a lot, and we still mm. bought them, even though, and then we yeah. knew we were going to buy them. But like, we're gonna buy them, yeah. a lot of people, you spend a hundred bucks on a ticket. Yeah, you have your transportation getting to Toronto if you're not from Toronto, or even yeah. if you're in from in Toronto, you have to like get to the venue. You buy a couple of beers, buy a t-shirt. Like that's expensive, man. It is. It's an expensive night. It is. Maybe maybe when you just said that, I, I, my immediate reaction was like, why don't they charge more for the ticket and less for the merch? But then, merch is optional. Merch is optional. Yeah. And maybe it should be more for optional stuff. So maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on this. Well, maybe you know? I never thought about it that way. I would rather that the tickets cost eighty dollars and the shirts fifty five than they go up to like one hundred and twenty bucks a ticket and the shirts are like twenty five bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Keep the ticket price as well. I don't know. Maybe. So, but their ticket prices relative to like Metallica and them are not high. Yeah, they're, 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 pr- good. they're, pretty, they're good. Yeah, pretty good price. So yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. Now that we put it that way, and the beer, I mean, look, I'm That's there. There's too, loads yeah. of people smoking weed, had their beer in hand. We're drinking yeah. water, which is probably more sensible. I like, I always like to have both nights, and the other night I had three, but both <laughs> nights I like to have my two full cans and an empty bladder. That's just the way I got to have a big yeah. show. Like, I like to have my two cans of beer. I get, I can't. And we did that both these nights, except, yeah, we yeah. had two beer plus the ones that people bought us. I think we had like four or five the second night. Because right. I remember I had them all stacked up, lined up in our seats, like down by my feet. I had my beers and I was going through them. That's right. Yeah. I was like, how do you get so many beers? Awesome. Oh. Thank you again to everyone who bought us beer. I know. <laughs> Oh man, it was amazing. And then we walked into the the venue, which was awesome. Yeah. There's this trivia booth set up, and the guy's like, "Iron Maiden trivia win prizes." And I walked over and I was like, "Sweet." <laughs> yeah, I know. So I walked up, and I was like, "Go for the go for the motorhome, Nesbitt. Go for the motorhome." <laughs> but then I got my daughter to do the Iron Maiden trivia. Yeah. I helped her out on two questions. Yeah. And uh, she got most of the she got them right. There's two she didn't know, and then yeah. I can't remember what they were. But a lot of them were like complete the lyric or complete the name of the song, and yeah. she got them all. And I was like, "Wow, that's cool." You've yeah. really been like picking up a lot of Maiden stuff. So she won a pair of Monster Energy drink socks, and she was like super proud. And I was like, "Wow, you really know a lot about Maiden." And it's yeah. funny because there's a kind of a crowd—not a crowd, but there's a group of people standing around. Yeah. And every time she got a question right, everyone was like, "Yeah." Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. I went in and did it myself as well, and I picked my—you know—I um, had four questions that I was doing for a beer cozy because I wanted beer cozy for my drink. Oh, right. And there, they, there was like, it, it's a typical like you know game show style where they're like uh you know what is uh, what country are they from uh, the united kingdom uh new zealand and then you're like Ugh. and the first two are top and then the last two were like really obscure right yeah, though there's and one there like, were like uh, yeah. what they're like where's iron maiden from and they're uh, like uh or what city? Or what city are they, is Iron Maiden from? And I was like, yeah. Leighton West London. I just started getting into details, and he's like, the answers are like Manchester, London. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know. Like, okay, just London. But he even said to me, he's like, uh, yeah. which 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 year was the first album released? Was it 1979, 1980, and nineteen ninety? And I was like, wait, now what do you define as the first album? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, because Iron Maiden came out in eighty, but like, are you counting the sound? And the guy looks at me, he's like, it's just nineteen eighty. He's just like. <laughs> Giving away monster stuff. I anyway, I got my, I won them all, but, uh, and, I, and I walked away with it, but I was like, I felt like a Nesbitt in that moment. I should have went back the second night and, like, yeah. that's, done that's, it again, because they had Bluetooth headphones yeah. you could have gotten. I guarantee I probably could have won those. But that's part of the multiple that, choice questions. 20 that, multiple choice questions on Iron Maiden. Yeah. And that's one of, one of the things that hits me whenever I go to these concerts is, like, the, the swing. Like, I meet people that are like, 
I've been to every show in the last eight years. You yeah. know, I had to quit my job. Well, we met those guys that were like yeah. over 100 now, Maiden shows. It's crazy. Yeah. But then you meet people that are like, man, I haven't seen Iron Maiden in 12 years. I don't know any of their new stuff. And I'm like, and then you, you go into a booth and you're like, what are they going to ask me? They're going to ask me about this, you know, this obscurity. that Because we're deep diving all the time. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I have no perspective on what people know at all anymore. Yeah, like what is trivia? Yeah. What is common knowledge with Maiden anymore? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea at all. It's like just it's so out to lunch. And then we walked in the venue, and mm. the Raven Age had not had had not started. We got in, and we got our this first is the beer. first night. Yeah, we got I got some snacks yep. for my daughter, and then the Raven Age came on, which we listened to from out in the place where all the concessions yep. are. You did, I ignored. Ha, yeah, well, I did yeah. the same thing. I have no desire to listen to the Raven Age. I yeah. hate this, this nepotism, man. Like they had their shot. I don't know. Yeah, so I It sounded like they were playing one continuously long song that sounded the same over and over again. Yeah. What I could hear. On that point, I saw an article today in my newsfeed. Now, it might be just one of these rehashed articles. I didn't quote, I didn't. But it was Kill Switch Engage, and they were basically saying how great it was to tour last year with Iron Maiden. And they've said like 99% of the fans are just going to see Iron Maiden. The few that are there, first past the barrier, trying to get position, are first at the barrier. And, and, the, you know, but they're into it and they get into it and they said, but it's a great experience for us. You get to play in the stadium. But it was kind of like, uh, I think we talked about this kind of attitude before. And and I just keep, every time I go there, I'm so excited for Maiden. And you see it in the second show. Remember the second show? We said, we looked at each other and we were like, it's two in a row. Oh my God, I wish we had a day off. Like I rock so hard yeah, I in feel that like it's like a big adrenaline dump when yeah. you watch a Maiden show. And then to do it two nights in a row, that's I was right. just kind of like, I haven't had a chance to recover from the first one yet. And that's it's nothing right. to do with drinking. It's just like mentally. It's just mentally. And, and emotionally and, spent. And on the second day, I, I said to you, like, look, we're going to listen. They're 20 years older than us and they're playing. Like, how weak are we? I know. But, but I don't have, like, I lean into it so hard. I want to have my three to five pints in. Yeah. And then I want my two pints in my hand. I want an empty bladder. I want... You know, my, like, ear listening buds in. I want to be looking at the stage. I don't want anyone talking to me. I don't want phones out. I just want to be in the moment. Yep. That's it for me. I, I don't want to spend any of that energy in the lead up. So, like, it it, it it would actually, if you were to say, let's just say that a band I really loved, like, I don't know, maybe a, a Chris Cornell derivative, if he was, you know. Okay, so say Audio someone, Slave was something like for that. Me in, in something hypothetically. That, yeah, okay. hypothetically. Or someone, it would be such a conundrum for me. Because I feel like I owed them the respect to go, but I just couldn't do it. Because Maiden Maid don't really need an opening act. They're like a, a Netflix special comedian. They might have an opening act to warm up the crowd to just be there, but they're going for a full session. This isn't a concert where you got, you know, nine hours or seven hours and they're doing 45 minutes. They do they do like Close 15 songs. Hours, yeah. yeah, it's 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 crazy. But to me, if it was a band I loved... yeah. Like we brought up before Night Demon. If Night Demon was opening for Maiden, I would watch the whole Night Demon set. Then I would go out and oh, have you your just, half hour. You just nesbited me. <laughs> You're right. I would and do it's that. like a free bonus concert yeah. in a cool venue. Yeah, but then... And I, that'll just amp you up even more. But I'd have to add an extra show on because I would totally just like lose it on the, on the on them. <laughs> and then I'd just like snooze through the Maiden show the first time. Because, yeah, so mm. Raven Age opened both nights. We didn't yeah. we didn't see a note of Raven Age the whole time. Had no desire to. Yes. We. I mean, this is how many... Maiden shows have Raven Age opened now, like know. countless. Mm. And I don't know. I'm just like over the whole thing. And yeah. it's too bad because I tr- remember I told you I tried to give their new album a review yeah. for the podcast. And I was like, I can't do it. This isn't yeah. for me. 
And I'm wondering if somewhere in the back of my mind, part of it is just like resenting them because they're just taking this valuable opening slot. Yeah. But then I also read an interview with Steve Harris and he was talking about talking to his, was it on Eddie Trunk's podcast? Or maybe it was, I can't remember where the interview was, but it was a very recent one. And he was giving advice to his son who's in the band. And he was like, listen, in North America, people like to tailgate. They don't really watch the opening band. Just get out there and get through it. Yeah, so I read maybe, that. I read that. Yeah. That was an article. I read that as well. Yeah, he was just basically saying, "Don't like get down on it." Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. It's like that Jaden Smith. Is that Will Smith's kid? Like yeah. he throws him in movies with him now, and I'm just oh, like, oh, I'll, okay. I'll give it up. Like yeah. the family brand concept. <laughs> I don't like it. You know, and it's yeah. it's so. And I wouldn't mind if that happened once. Yeah. But like, you have to do it on multiple legs of multiple tours. Like, yeah, I almost on. feel for the kid. Like you're 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 you're. You know, you're Harris's son. Like, what are you going to do? You're never going to live up, and you're right in front of him playing. It's like, horrible. yeah, the other thing is, it's kind of, I wonder, I kind of feel like it's not fair to the Raven Age. Yeah, that's what because I mean. no one is judging yeah. them based on what they are. They're just yeah. going into it with like this mindset of you're only here because of your exactly. father, right? Exactly. So it's not fair to almost. I don't yeah. Know. You've got metal privilege. <laughs> <laughs> so before the Raven Age played, yeah. When you walk into the venue, there was another little secondary stage there. Yeah. That there was a band playing that was just kind of playing before the opening band. So it's like a like a secondary stage at the venue. And there was a band playing there. Um, so, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. So Saturday, we went to this bar called the Bovine. They have a tiki bar on the roof. We met a handful feel, of listeners. Yeah. Uh, one of the listeners was this guy, Chris, and he's in a band called Fear, P-H-E-A-R. Yeah. I was talking to him and he was, he was in, Mm. not the Raven Age opening band, but like the, the secondary stage band at the venue. And I was talking to him and he was telling me about his band and I went and checked him out. They do a cover of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah. They're pretty cool. I checked him out and I was like, I'll go check his band out. Really, really good version. I got to, I'm going to play a clip of it. I asked him if I could play it on the podcast. I'm just going to play a clip of it, but they're pretty awesome. playing they're playing at the secondary stage at the venue oh, okay. before the raven age so where was the secondary stage out by the concessions where you walk in yeah on the left if you're walking in yeah yeah 
Okay, yeah. Oh, he's an awesome dude. Do you remember when we were walking out there was a yeah. stage there where I think there was like a DJ there? I do, yeah. Playing, and he was like playing metal. some stuff, yeah. yeah. So they'd got... already finished. Yeah. Okay, because that w- my one complaint um, with this gig, because we only got to see shows in Toronto. Yeah. Um, versus the other Canadian gigs we see, which are Canadian, uh, which are Montreal and Quebec. Yeah. That's where we've seen them in Canada, these places, multiple times. And in Quebec and Montreal, there's always awesome before and after parties. Yeah. In Toronto, the before party that we had this time, um, last time we had, and I complained about it a little bit, but we, you know, because there was some warm beer, but the party <laughs> yeah. was awesome. The party remember, was awesome. Yeah. Remember, because it was right next to Scotia, uh, well, Air Canada yeah. Center. I don't Scotia think there was anything really organized yeah. before these Toronto ones. It seemed like yeah. there's a lot of people splintered off at of different bars. And everywhere right. we went, there was maiden shirts. Mm. But it didn't seem like there was a lot of maiden fans. Until like, we went to this tiki bar where everyone was like kind of mingling and stuff. That was on the Saturday night. On the yeah. Friday night, we went and there was like two adjacent bars, but it was all tables. So it's like tables of yeah. maiden fans. Like the best thing is, is like, remember well, that's why we City? got to the venue so early because yeah. we went in, got a beer. Yeah. And after one beer, we're like, let's just go to the venue and like hang out with people. Yeah, because it was a waste of time there. Yeah. You're sitting at your own table. You might as yeah. well be home. I fed my daughter some poutine and then we moved on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we moved on. But and, I thought it was cool that we went to this tiki bar, yeah, and met this guy who was in that band that played. It was yeah. cool. I actually checked cool. out their. Uh, they're called Fear P H E A R. I think yeah. Fear. Fearband.com yeah. is their website, and I checked out. They have a bunch of original stuff. Yeah. Like they do mostly originals. They don't do covers. They just did happen to do this one Ancient Murder cover because I think they're big, Maiden fans. Um, I got a clip of one of their original songs. Uh, it's pretty awesome too.
So I checked out their uh, original stuff. Mm. If you're into like dual guitar solos and guitar harmonies and stuff like that, which I totally am, and it has a really cool crunchy riff under it. Mm. They're a pretty cool band. Oh, so we, the guy Chris that we met, we were talking to. Yeah. He is the bass player. Yeah. And the singer was there too. I didn't. I didn't actually talk to him. I think yeah. I just said hi to him or something. Yeah, Chris was a good laugh. Oh yeah, took me back to my Cuba trip with his uh, fruity drinks. <laughs> was, oh, that's he right. had like I remember he had like a leaf out of yeah, his drink. We're drinking a bunch of uh, beers and then yeah. at the, he went to the tiki bar and came back with this like oh big, man, he huge, had like Hawaiian. Yeah, he had drink. a tropical <laughs> fruit drink and it total contrast to his buddy Dave who introduced him to us. Right, so Dave we also is, met Dave. Yeah, because yeah. the two of them were buddies going way back. Yeah, Dave is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to him for like yeah, we were a long uh, time swapping yeah. stories. He had a really cool story. Hmm. He, so he's telling me about, he, he has a, he's a bass player too. He has one of those uh, Steve Harris model basses and he was showing me pictures of it. And I was like, that's cool. And then he starts showing me uh, this conversation he has on his phone with Michael Kenny, who is like, you know, Michael Kenny, the count. Yeah. Who's like the keyboard player for Iron Maiden. Also mm-hmm. Steve Harris's bass tech. Yeah. So he basically has this conversation with Steve, because he met it's Steve. Like the seventh band member. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He met him somewhere back in the past, and they kind of got to be buddies. Yeah. And then he bought this bass, and so he has this conversation where he's, like, talking back and forth about, like, how do you set up the bass, and how do you clean it and stuff. And it's all this, so he's basically getting bass tech advice for his Steve Harris model bass from Steve Harris's bass tech. Wow. And I was like, that is crazy. That's awesome. And he kind of compared it. He's like, yeah, it's like getting a golf advice from Tiger Woods' caddy. Yeah, I And know. I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah, so totally. I thought that was just crazy story. Yeah, he's awesome, and he actually had. Uh, oh God, I'd have to check my phone now, but I remember he had uh, two tattoos. He had the trooper. What was the other tattoo? I can't remember. Can't, I was too fuzzy. I could go into my phone now and fake it, but I can't. Because we had started drinking before was, this, and then we went to the. Was tiki it live bar. after death? He had. I can't. I think. I think. Well, I think it was because I think I said that's the album that got me yeah. into Maiden. And we showed up there, and then all of a sudden, uh, people just started handing us beers, and that's when the night got a little... This is the second night when I didn't have my daughter. Yeah. And that's when the night started to get a little uh, out of hand, but it was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have to go back to for my For a phone. third time, thanks, everybody, for buying us all these beers. Yeah. He's awesome. So Dave yeah. had to... Yeah. Had to, I'm pretty sure it was Trooper and Live After Death. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And and because uh, I've got the pictures. Um, i got to dig them up. But um, awesome ink. He's been watching Maiden forever. I mean, he goes right back. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and he listens to the podcast, dude. loves Maiden. He, uh, we had a few discussions yeah. about the stuff that we talked about on the podcast, which was kind of cool. Yeah. It's cool you do all these podcasts and you just send them out there. And like yeah. when you actually run into someone who like listens to it and they're giving you feedback, yeah. it kind of makes it all worth it. It's kind of cool. Well, that's why we do it. Yeah. It's a bit of fun, right? Yeah, and we should uh, mention we had another epic night with our good friend Dubroy. Oh, yes, Andrew Dubroy. Another yeah. uh, night. Another night. Lots yeah. of beers. There's stories in there. Maybe we'll shave them for a future night. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, another yeah, another classic night. <laughs> another classic night. To bro your I know. Religion. We hung out with him in the Curtain yeah. Horses. Yeah. And now in Toronto. Now He's going to be our like road trip concert buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. It was a good time. Yeah. Well, let's get guy. right to the show. Let's so get to the show. We've been talking to the pre-show. Yes. So you said the first night that the sound was a bit weird. No, like, okay, first off, so... Because let me just say that yeah. I did... Because I remember you leaned over to me and said something with the timing being off. Yeah. And I did hear it when you said that. Yeah. But I hadn't noticed it up to there, and I didn't notice it after. Yeah. But I was kind of, like, paying attention to my daughter wasn't with me, so yeah. I was kind of try- paying a lot of attention to make sure that she was enjoying the show. Yeah, so let me, let me set the scene. So I went into it, I was... I don't know, a little bit apprehensive to see him again. So I went in to see them, you know, 
we're all we're in the right state of mind. I had the right beer. Everything was going good. I had my girlfriend when it was her first show. I was trying to talk her through it. I'd played the set list for a bunch yeah. of times. Um, but oh, she that's was right, because you had your girlfriend yeah. with her meeting show, and I had yeah. my daughter with her meeting show. That's first, right. First meeting show. That's right. It's actually, to be honest with you, it's the first time I've seen Maiden without you right next to me and two of us going like crazy. Yeah, I know. Right? It's always been the two of it's us. It's always the two them. of us. Yeah. But, but, you know, so we're kind of coming. Although the first in. time we had my yeah. two brother-in-laws, too. And, and they're good laugh. They're huge Maiden fans, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, you know, they, I was right next to you. In this yeah. case, we were kind of separated, so I didn't have you to talk to right at the gate. So right off the bat, when they opened the intro, there was just a few little things, nothing major at, at the beginning. But like when they started two minutes to midnight, I, I felt like they were a little off on timing. There was a few things like Dave's solo was a little late to start. I this was in Bruce's, my mind. Yeah. You know, now I went back yeah. and listened to bootlegs of the show because I got mm. bootlegs of these shows. Yeah. Um, so I have a clip actually because I went through and listened to it. And there isn't really any timing things until, like you said, two minutes to midnight. Yeah. Bruce's vocals when he comes in, he's kind of off like half a burr. Yeah. Just for, like, the first line or two. Yeah. And then he gets back on track. And I noticed in the second show, in Aces High, he was kind of off, too. So I don't know if there's kind of a sound issue, maybe with in-ear monitors or something, or if they... But they really quickly corrected, and then they're perfect all night. But I have a clip of what you're talking talking about. Is this... I think this is what you're talking about. I remember you reached over and said something about the timing yeah. to me, and I noticed that. But there, there was that. But I, I, there was just a few little things that seemed off to me. But also, like you know, uh, Oscar was there with me, and she says, "She's like, oh my god, they're amazing." I'm like, yeah. I was just kind of like almost defensive. I was like, oh, they're a little, they're a little off. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't feel right. And I leaned over to you. I was like, is the timing off to you? And I didn't know if it was me or not. But there was just a yeah. few little things. But they, this is so minor, right? Yeah. But the reason I I brought it up after the show was really highlighted me. Was like I I I got her and I was I had my Icarus shirt on, and I was like. Oh my God, the pyro! This song is short and sweet. Just get ready for it. This yeah. is my favorite song in this list. Now, it's not my favorite song. The evil that men do is in the list. Hell would be thy name. My my, my yeah, five Wicker Man. My five favorites. favorite are all in yeah. this, right? Yeah. Uh, but but Icarus is the unique one in this list in a way, and uh, and and you know. So I got her, and then the the pyro crapped out. So I, I'm kind of looking back right. at it and saying like that timing, like you're like that's nothing, right? It's nothing. In a live but I show. think it's also. But, when yeah. when you know the person next to you, it's their first yeah. I want to be perfect. You yeah. want it to be perfect for them. Yeah. But why am I telling them to her? It's perfect. I know they probably right? don't even it's notice. So stupid. Because Bruce sounded awesome. Yeah. So here's a clip of Bruce. This is like this yeah. is typical of how Bruce was singing. Because I've noticed on the forums, a lot of people were kind of saying they're kind of making some comments early on in this leg of the tour about his vocals not being like you know at the highest level. But I mean, I think he just sounded amazing this whole show. Just listen to this. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah, he sounded he sounded yeah. top of his game the whole night. He was he was unreal. I found I found there was a little bit of timing stuff at the gate. I found now I'm I'm nitpicking. I'm gonna yeah, give really this star. Nitpicking. I'm gonna yeah. give this this a nine ninety eight percent. Right. Yeah. This is like you know you did you wrote a huge final and you got a multiple choice wrong. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I found Dave was a little bit at the beginning, but then it was amazing at the end. I just found out the gate, like Adrian was blazing and Yannick was so good. Okay, so yeah. I think this they is Friday sounded amazing. Know. So yeah. the sound was great yes. at this venue. Mm. All three guitars. Steve's bass was like super clear. There's one part, I think it was number during Number of the Beast, where we actually turned to each other and we're like, you could hear every single note yeah. hit plucking and you could hear everything like distinct and perfect. It was just really crisp sounding. Which is, it might have been, uh, this or Quebec City was two of the best sounding as far as like the sound yep. and the mix and everything. All the guitarists I found like, they were just like playing with this energy. It just seemed like they were really pumped they to were play. They really pumped, yeah. Like the highlight for me, the three part for the Greater Good of God solo. I remember I turned to you and said like, that was yeah. after that was done was on the first night. Blew my mind. Yeah. For the Greater Good of God was yeah. a highlight of the show. Yeah. Not just for us, because a lot of people, you read on forums and stuff, and people say there's always a lull when they do that song. Because it's kind of a later song, mm-hmm. and it's lesser known. Everywhere around us, when they're playing For the Greater Good of God, because I turned around, me and you were like, had the horns up, turned yeah. around, and like, yep. you know, we were just screaming the lyrics. Everyone was like bouncing up and down and, you know, singing, and everyone was totally into it, at least yeah. it, around where we were sitting. Yep. Especially and I was like, the does second everyone night. know this song? Yeah. And I looked around and everyone was like losing their everyone mind for the song. Yeah. And like especially when it's like for the greater good of God when that popped yeah. in. Everyone was like bouncing up and down, yeah. bouncing up and down. It was awesome. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. Yeah, and Yannick was so good in bo- on both nights of this. And the first night, like, we watched him intently on that, and his solo and everything was perfect. Yeah, I think Yannick was at, like, 110% at yeah. both of these shows. He was his excellent. solos were insane, the best I ever heard. Yeah. So his solo in Fear of the Dark yeah. was awesome. He did the first part into, like, Dave Murray. On Hallowed, his solo was awesome. Mm. The first night in Revelations, Dave did the first half of the solo, and Adrian did the second half. Yeah. But the second night, Dave did the first half, and then Yannick did the second half. Or yeah. Dave did the first half, and Yannick did the second half. Yeah. Yannick's soloing, like, because we always talk about, like, Adrian's, yeah. Dave does this, and Adrian does this, yeah. and Yannick's kind of the wild card, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, like, this is the best I've ever heard Yannick play yeah, guitar, I think. His two his two uh, solos in Greater Good of God, I thought, like, both nights, I thought they were so consistent and, yeah. and awesome. And I didn't, you know, just just you thinking in your mind. Yeah. But just so much energy. Yeah, he was so it was good. crazy. They were yeah. like, it seemed yeah. like the band was really into it. Yeah. There was no like going through the motions. Yeah. This is probably the most I've ever seen them like be into it. They're the, so, it, yeah. The entire band was just like right into it. It was awesome. Adrian, Adrian is different from the rest of the band in that he seems like he just hits at 100% like a machine all the time. Yeah, he was perfect. godlike. He yeah. was godlike. He's just know? calm. The other ones are all freaking out yeah. and running around and rocking out. He's just Adrian is just calm. He's like this craftsman who yeah. like plays perfectly. Yeah. And he was just amazing. His Wicker Man solos both nights. Oh, man. Amazing. Such a great solo. He's just a total pro. Yeah. He's awesome. There's uh, another thing. I'm going to play a clip here now. Before the Klansmen, 
Uh, here's something that Bruce just said. Anyway, tonight, tonight, um, tonight, some of you will be pleased to hear, not too many, I hope, there are no new songs tonight. Toronto, apart from tomorrow night, it's entirely possible there will be some new songs. But tonight is not that night. Tonight is a celebration of all of the stuff that we've done over the years, taking you through lots of awards. And because it's Canada, there's going to be somebody here from Scotland. Or somebody here whose dad was from Scotland. Or somebody here who doesn't know who their dad was, but at least they know he was Scottish. So this is a song that takes place in Scotland. It's a song about freedom, which is a very controversial word. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I'm not even going to go there. But this is definitely about freedom takes place in medieval Scotland. What possessed them to cast Mel Gibson, an Australian, as a Scotsman? <laughs> like the Scots don't have fucking people who can act, you know what I mean? But then that's Hollywood for you, and that's bullshit. So, the movie was kind of cool, Braveheart. The song is about freedom. If there's anybody here from the United States, please, on your social media, when you tell them that this song was called The Klansman, make sure you spell it the right way. Listen. He says, next time we're in Toronto, we'll probably have new material, new songs. Definitely a teaser for the new album. Yeah. So I would say the next time they're through Toronto, it'll be touring a new album. Yeah. Based on what he just said. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Both nights he, uh, he, you know, the Klansman, he went a little bit political. I didn't like that. Like the well, whole, he just mentioned that. Yeah. He, and he's been saying that every show on the tour, yeah. from what I've heard. He's like, yeah, Klansman with a C. Klansman with a C. Yeah. And like, I just find that so annoying. Like, we were sitting next to Americans on one night of the concert. There are no Klansmen in America. There might be ten or twenty, or maybe fifty idiots who are yeah. brain but dead. But like to think that, like, <laughs> oh, America. He says, Searching "Oh, in America, we play be, it with like." Yeah. Do you think there are a lot of Americans who are, have a Klansman? Ma- ma- like, just none. No, there's like a there's few a mentally ill people. There's a lot of a yeah. lot of Americans who are like. Searching, searching, searching for anything to possibly be offended by. That's right. That's right. There and are that's kind of I think. Yeah, what he's a friend of mine. To. I think you're referring yeah. more to that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, if you're going on your social media, make sure oh, okay, it more defensive. All right. You know. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll accept that. If he's if he's saying, a, look, you know, uh, don't say we're singing a song about the clans. Fair yeah, enough. But if he's saying to Americans, don't confuse us with that other one, then that no, would also. I think he's just saying like. You know. A good friend of mine says, he says, there's a huge supply or there's a huge demand amongst the outrage class for this hate. And there's no supply because most people just are not hateful people. Yeah, and, uh, well, that's true. You know, most people, you're always going to find people that have personal Like, think issues. about everyone you've ever met. Maybe it's just because we're Canadian, yeah. but also tour- traveling oh, around. In the U.S., 99.99% of yeah. people are nice people. Yeah, that's right. I and can that, count the assholes I've met when we're, like, going to, yeah. like, maiden shows on 
That's right. Well, I haven't met one yet. <laughs> None. Well, I'm glad your take on it is like that because I interpret it as like if you're from the U.S., it's spelled with it. Like I interpret it as like a Amer- America, like almost a dig. No, I think he was more Canadian like crowd. if you're from America, uh, okay, good, watch out good. because everyone's so easily offended. Ah, uh, that's enough. how I took it anyway. I'm happy now. Yeah. Glad, glad to hear that. Funny thing, they played the Klansman. Yeah. My daughter, because okay, her last name's Nesbit. Yeah. She loved the song. Yeah. I was like, so. This song came on, he started talking about Scotland, and she grabs me, and she's like, Daddy, we're we're Scottish, because Nesbitt is a Scottish name, yeah. my great-grandfather from Scotland. I is your like, great-grandfather from Scotland? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I have, well, you saw my, in my shed, where we drink all the time, you yeah. ever see my big flag that has the three boar's heads on it? Yeah. That's the Nesbitt coat of arms. Oh, wow. And that's so, anyway, when he started talking about Scotland, yeah. my daughter turned to me, and she was, like, super excited. Yeah. And I was like, do you even know the song? And then the guy next to me was from Scotland. He had a Scot- Scottish flag that he brought. Yeah. And he held it up. Yeah. And uh, I was telling my daughter, I was like, that's the Scottish flag. And she was just like, oh, my God. Her she was like in this, like, so excited. And then nice. she the whole time, because she's short, she was standing. She's eight. She was standing on her seat next to me. Mm. When, so her head was like a, about the same height as me when she's standing on her seat. And so it's folding seats. Yeah. And when the Freedom Park came, she was just like bouncing, bounce, bounce, bounce up and yeah. down, up and down. And she was just, was, and when the Freedom Park came, she had the two horns, horns up, up, yeah, screaming freedom. And I was like, how do you even know this song? Like, and that happened yeah. a bunch of times during the show. I played in the car, I guess. And at that age, they just soak everything in. They do, yeah. But it's not like I was like, you have to learn the set list. Yeah, you have to learn. Because yeah. I was, remember we were talking, I was like, maybe I should burn her a CD of the songs so she'll learn them. Yeah. But I didn't because I was like, I don't want to push it at her. She'll just go. I just want her to have a good time. Yeah. But she knew almost, I think she knew every single song, at least the chorus. Yeah. And just, well, she knew. She kept, she kept up. No trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It, it is a good set list to burn for people, though, because basically greatest hits. It, it is could greatest be, hits right? with a few rarities. I mean, well, the greatest hits album for Iron Maiden will be like four discs. That's true. So and this is, this is two <laughs> of those discs. You know what I mean? Another thing that was funny in this yeah. song is, and about the whole concert, both, like we were saying they're like 110% into it. They're super yeah. high energy. Yeah. They look like they're having so much fun. They do, There's yeah. a lot of joking around. And during this song, remember Bruce had his sword? Yeah. And so Steve Harris is playing the intro on this acoustic bass in the stand. Yeah. But then he starts playing his regular bass and he's like running around the stage. And Bruce came out and took his sword and he was like playing it, pretending to play like violin with the yeah, the, I remember and he was that, like yeah. slapping the other guys with the sword and stuff, and yeah. like Yannick and Adrian were like chasing each other around the stage and stuff. That's right. I was like, these guys look like they're having a ball. Look yeah, like they're having the time of their lives. I agree that they they were having a great time. The only thing on the first uh, Icarus in the in the first one, the pyro, I didn't right. explain what happened. So there was so they, technical yeah. difficulties. Yeah. So they and I read online about this, like, and and on Facebook we got some great comments on this. Yeah. Um, like I remember, he he like fired up in the beginning out of both, and then he yeah. could get one going, and then he couldn't get him again. And I remember, well, he had uh, one going, yeah, a little. Because at the beginning, he's holding the microphone, yeah, and he's just using one pyro. That's right. It's when he picked up the second one. Yes, the second one didn't work, and then the first one stopped working again. Oh, is that the way it worked on yeah. the first one? Yeah, I, I just I, watched it on YouTube. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, I thought he had them both fired. And then okay. he kind of made a joke out of it. And yeah. he, was, he Well, he was like you said, he was looking yeah. over at his tech guy, like, what's going on? He was on? going as tech guy. But then he kind of made a joke out of it and, like, shrugged his shoulders and he was, like, blew yeah. in the both barrels and put them in his holsters. Okay. Yeah. I thought, like, I thought he threw it down because, you know, you're only looking yeah. at a human. Yeah. And and I, I said to you, I said, I wouldn't want to be a pyro guy tonight. Remember that? Yes, you did yeah. say that to me. And yeah. I was like, oh, God, like that. Because that kind of po'd me because I love that song and I want Bruce to be excited. Yeah. But then he got back into it. The song was perfect musically, yeah. um, but that piece suffered. Now they corrected it on the second night. Yeah, it was perfect um, on the second yeah. night. Yeah. So, um, when Icarus fell, yeah, 
my daughter like lost her mind and grabbed onto me and she was like, "What?" She couldn't believe it. Unreal. Yeah. All the all the the you know even the even when the the when the beast came up, yeah. everything like it there was no wind, it was perfect. It all oh, yeah. hung on both nights. It was yeah, amazing. It was great. Yeah. There was another funny thing is mm. Bruce went on this rant cuz we're it's called the Budweiser stage. Mm. Everywhere there's like these big light up signs that say Budweiser stage mm. and Budweiser. And oh yeah. The, so Bruce said this the first night. I know it's hard. I mean, I'm looking at a big sign saying Budweiser. That's just fucking insulting. You know what I mean? Like the Canadians don't make fucking beer, you know what I mean? But anyway, you can just go outside and drink it out. Don't drink the piss they serve here, you know what I mean? Support your local brewery. Anyway. So, yeah, he doesn't like Budweiser. No, who does? <laughs> and the second night, he said he said this, which is not quite as harsh. This is night number two. Welcome to night number two of Legacy of the Beast. For some of you, of course, it's only night number one. Uh, anybody here last night? The good news is that after the show, uh, there's a beer festival on round the corner. I wish you could drink some beer, which is made in Canada. That's all I'm going to say. Whatever that funny sign is over there. Beer made in Canada. So yeah, Bruce clearly... Uh... Yeah. Well, I mean, he has his own beer and stuff. But I don't think it was anything to do with Trooper. I think it's just like he was encouraging people to drink Canadian beer and drink craft beers. Yeah, and it's funny because it's Budweiser venue. But, I mean, I didn't see a Budweiser beer. I mean, well, I went to the Mill Street beer. Yeah. And we've got I don't a think bunch we were looking them. for it. I'm pretty sure you probably would have been able to find Budweiser yeah. if you were looking for it. We never talked about the beer cozies either. That was the biggest grievance, right? They're $15. I won, I won one in the trivia, but I, yeah. yeah. But they're $15. $15. And Iron Maiden beer, beer cozies should be like free. Like beer cozies to me yeah. are like a free a promo. giveaway promo yeah. thing. So a couple of bucks. Something yeah. I want to talk about is Sign of the Cross. Yes, yeah, great song. Super powerful both nights. Mm. I don't remember it being that way. The last, we already saw three shows of this legacy of the Beast tour. We saw Manchester and London and London. Yeah. I don't remember Sign of the Cross being so like powerful during the breakdown. Yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah, I don't remember as much happening with the stage. Remember in the first one he had like a was it a cauldron in a in in London? So he had the cauldron. Book of Souls. No, not Book of Souls. He had um was he had he had a prop that he used. He has a light up cross. Oh okay that's what he had the light bulbs. Yeah. So here's something I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. So, sign of the cross. They're going into the solos. Yeah, and that's that's the first place that pyro goes off in the show. Okay. So up to there, there's no pyro, and all the pyro goes off, and it's during the solo. And you reached over and you grabbed me by the shirt and shook me, 
And you said to me, the Leafs are going to win the cup this year. I can feel it. <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah. Oh, God. I was in the moment. You were overcome with emotion. I was. I was. Like, I was. We're going to win the cup. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was looking around the Oh, did I really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? I wasn't drunk. I was excited. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. I you probably didn't remember that. Oh, I, I get like that. Man, that was uh, yeah. I remember like I was so leaned into the concert that oh, same yeah. show. I was just uh, like that's when you say like, oh, did he have the cross and who started the solo? I'm just like it's going blur, and bobbing yeah. my head. I'm just yeah. going crazy. So at that I stage. paid a bit more attention on the first show to some stuff He's because where I had my daughter there, I was kind of like focused on her and how what she was like getting out of it. Yeah. So I'll just talk about that for a bit. So I had yeah. my eight year old there. If you have a kid, <laughs> take them to this show. Get them oh, the ear should. protectors. I got her those like kid ear protectors or whatever because I don't want her to go deaf. Yeah. Actually, there's one part, and she was like, is it really loud? And I was like, take off your ear things for a second. She took them off for, like, a second. And she was like, ah, and she put them back on. Yeah. Um. So she loved it. I told you she, like, went down and took a nap by herself for a couple hours so she wouldn't be too tired for yeah. the show. So I was pretty proud of her for that. When the – there's a couple of times during the concert, like, when they did Revelations and those stained glass things came up, mm. like, her jaw dropped. Yes. She couldn't believe it. And he started going into Revelations, and there was, I looked over, and she was like singing along to Revelations for a part of it, and I was like, "How do you know the song?" The yeah, song, like I, that's right. I don't think I played the song that much. I don't know. I played in the car, I guess. You gotta remember, she's, it's like in her DNA. Yeah. This is osmosis. This is this is Nesbitt Junior. And uh, Sign of the Cross when that pyro came on. Yeah. She turned to me and she was like flipping out. She's like, "I can feel the heat. I can feel the heat from the fire." You could. And then there's a part that to me. I never noticed this the last three times. The first three times we saw this Legacy of the Beast show. Yeah. But in Sign of the Cross, when there's like fire in the sky, there's these little fireworks that pop off like above the stage. Yeah. Did you notice that? Uh, no. It's like these little fireworks that go off. They look mm. like fireworks and they just pop and they you yeah. know, rain down sparks. And she turned to me and she like freaked out. She couldn't believe that there's fireworks. And I was like, I've never mm. ever noticed this before. It's weird. Like an eight-year-old. How I didn't much, notice the ones behind. That made. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. They notice stuff like that, right? And then during... Um, number of the beast yeah. when the flames are going crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. She just was standing there and she had her hands up, like open, held up, and she was just like feeling mm. the heat from the pyro and she was just like Yeah, loving it. Loving it. She couldn't be- and Fear of the Dark she loved. I didn't know she knew that song, but she like loved it. Yeah. Freaked out when Icarus fell. Yeah. When she first saw Icarus, she couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um I thought she would be more impressed with the flamethrowers, but she didn't it didn't really make that big of an uh, impact. The second night he was, it was amazing. It was more the falling of the Icarus yeah. cuz it falls suddenly behind the stage and she that's the one song. That was probably the first yeah. main song that she really got into. What I love about the Icarus so much is that you can tell how much Bruce loves that pyro. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's seriously scary and it's intense, right? Like toys, he's right? he's shooting yeah. out this amazing fire. Yeah. Like to us it's this giant cannon of fire. But if you're him, it's like coming out of your arm. I mean, there's real risk. Oh, yeah, it's gonna like, be awesome. it's real risk. And he, you can see him doing it. He's like, when it goes off, his face lights up like he's a little kid. Yeah. And like, you know, I've seen it so many times now. I'm just like, every time he does it, I love it. Yeah. And it's just one of my favorite things. You know, that and when he when he fights Eddie. Or, yeah, you well, know, she like, loved that too. Yeah. So I actually took my phone out and took a video of her. I took a video of Eddie fighting Bruce, yeah. doing the sword fight. And then I kind of like turned the camera so that... She's in the in the shot. Yeah. Because she really, really wanted a video of Eddie on the stage with her in. Yeah. So I think she wants to show her friends or something. So yeah, that's that I saw cool. Eddie. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So it's cool. And other thing that it's something that like me and you I thought would pick up on. Mm. And I didn't think that a kid would really pick up on it. 
But like for some reason, when they're doing Hallowed Be Thy Name, and it's Dave and Adrian and Yannick and Steve, all four of them lined up with their guitars. Yes. She turned to me and she was like, she thought that was really cool. And I was like, oh, that, I didn't think that would impress you that much. That's just the four guys lined up. But for some reason, that made a big impact on her. Yeah, and, and it is a funny one because I took a picture of that. I never noticed it yeah. till the till the till that show, the same yeah. show. And I took a picture of it because he's standing up behind them and they're like standing up, and it almost felt like more of like a we're all getting hung. You know, like yeah. I kind of thought of the that. They really look like a team. Like yeah. it was just cool. But anyway, that made a big impact on her, and I was like, oh, I was man. surprised by that. The other thing is, she spotted you know Sooty, the little stuffed bear that Nico has on his drum set. Yeah, she spotted that right away. No way. Right away. So she thought that was really cool. Yeah. Which is where I guess she saw a teddy bear, and she was like, didn't expect yeah. to see that. And did you notice on the second night? Yeah. Um, someone in the front row had made a Sooty in a trooper uniform. And held it up, and at the end of the show, Nico came down and, and gave her a drumstick yeah. and took yeah. it and put it on his drums next to the. So there's two yeah. sooties on the yeah thing. That was kind of cool. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. So she was there with her maiden shirt on, yeah. and when people see a kid at a maiden show, they kind of make a fuss over. It. Everyone's giving her the horns and high fives and stuff. Um, after that, like we were in Toronto for a few more days. Everyone she saw with a maiden shirt, she like started talking to. Yeah. We went to this place, uh, it's called the Evergreen Brickworks. It's like an old brick factory, like an industrial yeah. site that's like, been converted into like a market and an art gallery and a coffee shop and a park and there's a kid's play area. Yeah. So we're at the kid's play area and the kids are like playing like in the water thing or whatever. Yeah. And there's a guy there with a maiden shirt on, a tour shirt. And I was saw him there and we kind of made eye contact. I was like, oh, were you at the show yesterday? And he's like, oh, yeah, I was, I was there. And I was like, yeah, I was there too. And he was like, yeah, I know your daughter told me all about it. <laughs> no way. So, and in the airport, it happened again too. Anytime she saw anyone with a maiden shirt, she was like, I was at the maiden show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was God. It's kind of cool. It's super proud of herself. Anyone that has a kid, yeah. it's a total, if you don't mind you know, them hearing some profanity from the stage, which isn't, I mean, they hear it There's all nothing. the time. That's nothing. Yeah. Definitely take them to um, this maiden show. It's the mm. perfect one for kids. I was really worried she was going to run out of steam standing up for two hours watching a rock metal show. But the pacing mm. of the show and the pacing of the stuff going on on stage, yep. she never once lost it, her mm. like attention. The Spitfire came out, the sign of the cross, like stuff with the the pyro and stuff. She mm. was like sign of the cross. I know she's just starting to like look around. And then the pyro came on and those firework things and sucked her right back in. Mm. The eddies, the inflatables, the stained glass thing. It's just there's always something new to keep their attention. Yeah. And she was just like, from the beginning to the very end, she was not, like, I was kind of thinking yeah. it'd be long for her. She might lose interest. Yeah. There's a lot there to keep you engaged. So, yeah, it's just really, really, really well paced yep. for kids or for anyone. Yep. And so we left the concert. She was like, I had a sm- smile and ear to ear. Mm. We got ice cream. We're trying to get out of the venue. It was really packed. Yep. And then we, remember we got... We were like, well, i got to get an Uber, but you can't, an Uber wouldn't be able to get near the place. Yeah. Because for blocks, it was just traffic and people. Mm. And then remember you paid one of those rickshaw guys, those yeah. bicycle cabs? Yeah. And you gave the guy like 40 bucks or something. You're like, take us out bucks. of this crowd <laughs> or yeah. whatever yeah. much. And yeah. me and you and your girlfriend and my daughter got into one of these rickshaws. And yeah. we were like beating it through the crowd, like around everyone. Yeah. And I looked and they, he asked us what we wanted to hear because he had a Bluetooth speaker. And he yeah. cranked Maiden and a different world came on. Yeah. And we were beating it through the crowd, like passing everyone. Yeah. And I looked over and my daughter was like half standing up and she had her two horns up. Yeah. And her hair was like going in the wind and she had the biggest smile on her face. Yeah, she's loving it. And she was just like, everyone was throwing her the horns back. And I was like, this Maiden concert 
could not go more perfectly. It yeah. like went even better than I thought it could ever imagined that it could go for her for yeah. her first like real concert. Yeah. So it was a complete success taking her because I was kind of worried that it would be like. Remember, I was saying maybe I might no. have to take her out a few times and get her some, you know, yeah, to the concessions, or she might need a break, or she might want to sit down halfway through or something. Yeah. But it went perfectly. It she did had the best time. Yeah, it was yeah. it was awesome. There's so much stuff on stage to keep her to keep engaged. Uh, a funny piece of feedback we got on Facebook is related to that. Uh, someone wrote in and said, um, basically. You know, one of the downsides, I've gotten this comment a few times, so I'm not going to quote one person because I'm kind of missing a few comments, that there's a lot going on and it feels almost staged and that there's too much happening. And I've heard that. And my response to that is I love all the theatrics as long as it's not like Kiss dubbing in. It's not like, you know, covering up a musical. Yeah, it's not about the theatrics. If you take a band that's awesome on stage and then you take them awesome on stage and you add – and they're playing their own music and you add an amazing backdrop, awesome. If you – Take them on stage and they're awesome, and then you add an amazing backdrop, and now they suck because they're old and they're playing garbage music. Yeah. Then you're trying to cover it up. Yeah. I don't think that's happening at all. Like their music is insane now. Yeah. And so, you know, from my perspective, I agree with you that if you're going to take a kid, all of the elements are there to supply them. All the elements. It's like a Vegas show. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when people pick through, that's one of the worst things. Like I come out and I'm like, oh my god, they nailed this, they nailed that solo. This song was amazing. Someone's like, oh, did you see that? Would the Spitfire did this? And I'm like, oh, and I wasn't even paying attention because I was like, my head was moving. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like looking around. And I'm watching the solo. I'm not like I could sit back and take it more in. Like when you rewatch a concert on disc, it's totally different because there's like. There's there's four or five moving parts and you're only paying attention to one. You got a bear That's in your right. hand. Yeah. You're enjoying the best rock show ever. Yeah, my but, yeah yeah. It's this huge production. It's amazing, but it's built on this like solid solid foundation of awesome musicianship. Exactly, exactly. And if you took those six guys, yeah, threw them in a high school gym on the stage. That's right. With no backdrop and no lighting and no nothing. Yeah. It's still like the best music you've it's ever still heard. Be, it's still be amazing. Yeah. And if you, you know, when you know the set list inside out and you've seen them a few times, you know where to shift your focus, right. where to go, yeah. what solo to watch, where to wait for this to come in, when to watch Eddie come in. But even then, like, you're just rocking out so hard, you just naturally miss stuff. But that's why I, I take a couple of things away. A, the show is is long, but it, it doesn't feel long it, enough. Man, it, again, it's too short. Again, it seemed I, like it went so fast. Yeah, it went and we so said fast. it to each other again. It's the yeah. second night we're like, I can't believe uh, I know. we're to the encore. This flew. I know. And the other thing is, is even though I, I'm wiped at the end of it, I was like, two shows isn't enough. Like, I want to have another show yeah. or, third, or fourth show. The best so, way to do yeah. it, I think, next time space it. would be a show. Yeah. Well, it's hard with us because we've got to travel for like. we got to travel so far. You know, we've got thousands yeah. of kilometers yeah. to get to the Toronto is venue. Toronto's the same flight distance we had to London. That's Just true. Just to give people perspective. Yeah. yeah. So it'd almost be better to hit like. Just do a weekend and see them early in the tour and then mm. go home and a couple of weeks later maybe see them again somewhere. That's right. Like, do a Boston and then back. And then do like a Toronto and then back. Yeah. But then you're piling six airplane flights. Yeah. See, that's the it's thing expensive. about living where we live. <laughs> that's the downside of it. The yeah. plus side is we get to go and shoot moves and own cabins and houses and drive trucks. And <laughs> not have to worry about traffic and all that crap. That's true. But yeah, we anyway, can see them as well. My much. conclusion. Yes. Amazing. Maiden at the top of their game. Yeah. Every single person in the band standard top notch. I think this might have been the best I've ever seen them. Yeah, I, I I talked a lot about the first night, about the timing little issue. Dave, I felt was slow, but amazing yeah. at the end. And I felt the pyro. 
I said to you after this the Saturday show, I put it on Facebook and I'll stand by it. I think it was the best main show I've ever seen. Yeah. They were so amazing from start to finish on Saturday. And I wonder if it was my mindset or anything. Like the know, first show I'm just to, nitpicking yeah, it. And it's hard yeah. to remember because it's been yeah. it was a year ago that we saw the other That's ones. Right. And I remember those blew our yeah. mind. I remember, and the I remember Quebec, Quebec City. One. I mean, how good and the that was. Montreal yeah. show. Montreal show was amazing. Blew remember, our mind. remember the remember the Manchester show? It was so technically oh, yes, perfect. Oh yeah, forget about that. That it was, was so yeah. Because I remember we were talking about that after. Yeah, for this, so for awesome this one. So but it I mean, could be that, yeah. and also a combination of this venue is the best venue we've ever seen them at. Yeah, is it? This is a this is a like yeah. we've always been close to the stage, kind of yeah. up on the side, and this time we were like it was like an amphitheater, so we're kind of front and center. Yeah. We were the, the first night we were kind of right next yeah. to the, right next we were literally the two seats next to the soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. And the next night we were like a bunch of rows ahead of that. Yeah. You know, a bit to the side but almost center. We've never had that vantage point before. Yes. The sound was perfect. The view was great. The crowd was totally Amazing. into it. Even yeah. like I said sign of the cross for the greater good mm. of God. Everyone was losing their minds screaming all the words. Yeah. Um it was a perfect warm summer night. We had the yeah. perfect buzz. It was just like. Did you awesome. see anyone? I mean, it's Toronto. It's a relatively small crowd for the size of Toronto. Did, I didn't see 15, anyone. 15,000, I think. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see anyone without a maiden shirt. I don't think I saw one person without a maiden shirt. It was such a maiden yeah. crowd. No, like, there's a lot of people without maiden shirts. Yeah. I saw a bunch of people with other metal Maybe shirts. Maybe I just on. walked past them. Yeah. Um, well, what outside black, of any. Other black t shirts. <laughs> well, perhaps. I mean, it was just, it felt like such a maiden crowd for such yeah. a big city. Because you know what I mean? Sometimes you go to the venues and you see those, you know, the hanger-ons and people yeah. just show up or got free tickets. or. I wonder if there's anyone them. there that had a Raven Age shirt on. Oh, man. I've never seen that. <laughs> that I'd be, be like, close. wow, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. Pretty core. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Maiden's at the top of their game 40 years in mm. to their career. And they're at, I think they're at the top of their game, man. It's unreal. Yeah. I, so, it blows my mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm great. I'm, yeah, I'm already like... When are we seeing them again? I know. Uh, I can't believe we've made the mistake. Do you think they're going to do a third yeah. leg of the Legacy of the Beast? No, or do you no think chance. Gonna... No chance. I don't know. People are talking about it. No chance. I just don't see it. Because they get the, if they do drop this new album, yeah, it's weird for them to go that long between recording an album and really and like announcing the album. Yeah. So, but then there's also the thing of they could do a very limited. Because uh, there's a lot, this Legacy uh, of the Beast hasn't hit that much of the world. So yep. there's a lot of European venues. They could do a European tour. They could. Of this set list and swap in a new song because they've done that before twice. They could. They could. They could do you know like I mean? they, they could do Far East and. But Middle hopefully, East. Yeah. after these South American dates that are coming up after this North American, yeah. it'll be like new album. Yeah. Where they did start it before, they could wrap a few on the back end in Europe. But I wouldn't consider that a full fresh third. Like, I don't think they'll go like they did the first time. No. And the other thing is, is I think you'll the see British the album. British Lion has a new album that yeah. Steve Harris said is going to come up this year. Wow. But th- this album for me, if I if I was to guess, with you know nothing but just a calendar perspective, yeah. I can see it hitting in the fall and I can see them touring in the spring. Like, that's that would just, be ideal yeah. for me. I would love that. Mm. But this is such a successful tour and such a great set list and such a production. I wonder if they'll do another leg. Yeah, if they could drag it. But I mean, are they going for... I know we've for... speculated about this all yeah, day. Yeah, we could. And we've already covered so much. I know. <laughs> we got to have the circle back on this in a future episode. Well, we're, we'll do... Next episode, we'll do some listener stuff and, and, and pull that back. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go back into this because there's just too much to talk That's about. That's true. I have a... Uh, I got a load of notes. I have all these pages here. Touched. Of p- emails. Yeah. And we're kind of just decompressing right now. Yeah. That's so I'm not going to get into these emails because we're, yeah. uh, we're like gone way past an hour. I know. I know. I have a whole bunch of news here. There's like, 
There's lots yeah, happening. There's lots happening, but I mean, that would be another hour. Yeah. I don't want to do a two-hour episode. No. <laughs> so so I think the next episode we're going to do is on bootlegs. Oh, okay. We've gotten a ton of emails over the last two years. Yeah. Because um, I printed them up, and it's like a, a bunch. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to do that next. Yeah. Just talk about some cool bootlegs. Mm. And then maybe we'll go through some of this news and viewer feedback after that. Circle Before back, we yeah. get into, I guess, the Bruce album. solo album we're going to do. Yeah. Oh, we just haven't had a chance because of the tour. Yeah. But we yeah. got a couple of weeks. Yeah. We and got then time. longer term, we're going to do Fear of the Dark as the new next album. Yeah. We're going to do an Urchin L episode. We have an, uh, we have, I've gotten a few emails where we kind of asked people what their favorite uh, Iron Maiden covers are because we're going to do yeah. an episode on that. So we have a lot of stuff coming up. Wow, lots of good but, stuff. But uh, right now, I just feel like I need, like... <sighs> that beer was amazing. James yeah. Leeson is... James Leeson, man. Thanks. He brought those the all show. the way from England yeah. to Guelph and then mailed them in Canada because it's so hard to get beer through yeah. customs if you mail it from another country. And James will know what I say when I, I'm so knackered after the tour this weekend <laughs> yeah. that this is the perfect beer for it, too. Anyway, this is delicious. You know, and we still got two left. We have two left. I feel like for we should save episode. them instead of doing them. Yeah, give them a double shout out. Instead of doing it on another episode. Yeah. I think we should wait. Should we pound them now? I think we should keep them. <laughs> the next really sunny day. Yeah. Sit on your deck or my deck. Yeah. In the sun, bless a maiden and enjoy these two sun and steels oh, that we geez. have left. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. Great. We, we better kill it there. TalkingMaiden.com slash talk. Give us your tour feedback. Yep. Give us on Facebook. Give us on Twitter. Yeah. Give us on our website, TalkingMaiden.com. We actually have a contest coming up on mm. uh, TalkingMaiden.com slash talk. So Ooh. that's how you're going to be able to enter by leaving a message. Yeah, so and you can, you can enter a, now the future yeah, contest. I'll give the details out in yeah, like an episode. Maybe in that episode we do after the bootlegs. I'll yeah, it's related some. to our new artwork, I believe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So there's a look. If you, if you – Leave us a message now, or if you've left a message recently, you're in the contest. Yep. You know, so good to go. Perfect. That was an awesome tour. How are you feeling, Nesbitt? Feeling good? Good. All right. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Mm-hmm.